1997, in an unprecedented move, Major League Baseball retired Jackie Robinson's number league-wide, meaning no player on any team could wear the number 42 ever again. Now, I was living in Brooklyn at the time, and on the day of the celebration, and I am not exaggerating here, about 25% of the folks walking around my neighborhood, myself included, were wearing some sort of Jackie gear, be it a throwback jersey or a t-shirt or a Brooklyn Dodgers cap. And it seemed like this 25% was a happy bunch, proud to be repping one of the most important public figures this country has ever seen. For everything he did on and off the diamond, Jackie Robinson, as much if not more than any athlete in history, makes us in the hobby proud to collect this. Welcome to Collect This, powered by CSG, your go-to sports card grading company. Here's your host, Alan Goldscher. Andy Broom, VP of CSG. A lot of letters there. Um, up top, I talked about the Jackie Robinson's impact on contemporary culture in that when I was living in Brooklyn, um, around the time they retired his number across the league, you would walk down the street and see people wearing Jackie Robinson gear and smiling, right? Because it was a big day in Brooklyn, a big day for sports fans, a big day uh, in, in history, just period. What does Jackie mean to you as a fan and as uh, an intelligent observer of humanity? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if uh, intelligence uh, used in the same sentence as, as me, ah. you know, often. But <laughs> no, uh, now look, <clears throat> Jackie Robinson is is one of the very few, maybe even the only um, athlete that just he transcends sports. Right? It's it's not just about what he did in, in baseball. But there's just there's just so much more. I mean, you know, like I said, it, it, it's a it's a hist historic icon, uh, bigger than baseball. Uh, and, and to me, it's just it's a fascinating story. I mean, yes, the first African American to play Major League Baseball in the modern era. <clears throat> but you know, if you ever dive deep into the history of of baseball and and the history of integration into baseball, you know. Uh, you know, Jackie wasn't the first, you know, the, the 19th century, you know, there were there were African-American players that were playing on teams that were professional teams. Um, but towards the end of the 19th century, the the so-called gentlemen's agreement, you know, while African-Americans weren't banned to play, they just weren't allowed on teams mm -hmm. uh, at the time. And so, you know, th that, that was a long time. And we're talking 40, uh, 40 plus years until Jackie came along and 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 changed everything, you know, so. Um, it, it's hard to, you know, you say Jackie Robinson, pretty much everybody knows that name, but, but to really dive into his, his impact, both on the field, off the field, it's, I, I can't think of another player that, that has that, that reach, you know, that importance of history. So, um, you know, so to me, Jackie's always been really, a really cool figure to follow and to collect, you know, I, I've, uh, always thought that his cards and, and, I, and i believe this to today i still feel like he's he's undervalued mm -hmm. in the hobby mm -hmm. um and, and you know we see some uh, you know high-end cards high graded cards of his especially rookies that do command uh you know big dollar amounts but but just the if it's not in the same when you compare when we're looking at you know the mantle and maze and and these guys from his same era you know i, I still think it's criminal that that jackie stuff is still uh, underrated like it is. 
Why do you think that is? Can you can you point to anything uh, in particular? Um, is there some sort of bias? You know, we we know Mantle is the Hollywood boy, the golden boy, uh, the guy that all collectors look at as the shining North Star. Um, Babe Ruth right up there, too, in that same breath. Uh, me personally, I like I if I had a, a bunch of money, if I had a bunch of disposable income and there was a Jackie Carter or more interestingly to me, a Jackie Jersey or Jackie had a game worn anything. That is one of the things I would toss money at just because of the love of the game, right? He means a lot to me personally. Like when I was growing up, um, I read a couple like ridiculously thick Jackie Robinson bios and, you know, me sitting here on a podcast talking about him is in a way silly because what can I say about him that hasn't been said in a much more eloquent fashion uh, and and a much more deep divey, knowledgeable fashion. But, you know, just from the perspective of a fan, I love the guy. Why do you think it is that Ruth and Mantle come slightly ahead of Jackie Robinson in the heart of high spending collectors? You know, that's a great question. And, and you know, really, and uh, Jackie hadn't really gotten the the um, the retrospective, the 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 deep dive that he really deserved until you know just last I don't know what ten years maybe. You know, the movie Forty Two, which was mm. uh, I have a connection with, which was really cool. Um, helped to get that, you know, they filmed that in my hometown at Ingle Stadium in Chattanooga. Oh, wow. And so I, being involved with the Ingle Foundation at the time, it, that was a really cool thing. But, you know, just I remember when they started talking about this film and they're looking for locations and stuff. And it was just like, yeah, I'm excited about this. But I was also it was like now the masses can see Jackie's yeah, story, right? Yeah. They can see not not just not just uh, around you know what the integration of baseball, you know that story and 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 all that the terrible things he had to go through, um, but just Jackie as a person, you know, it was it was and of course it's a movie, it's it's based on his story, we right. know that, but right. still, I, I thought Chadwick Boseman, I thought that was a great portrayal, beautiful. I, I, like, how many times did you get a, a lump in your throat watching that movie? Oh. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a powerful movie. Yeah. And, and I really thought that's what it would take people to go, I, hey, yes, I'm on the Jackie bandwagon. You know, mm -hmm. I want to collect Jackie. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have seen an increase in, in, I think, in popularity in his stuff. But why is there still a lag? I really don't know. I, I don't know. You know, you look at Mantle and, of course, his antics on and off the field, which <laughs> are the polar opposite of yeah. what, you know, Jackie you know, the, these were antics, you know, he was, you know, the drinking stories and all that. And, and yeah, that's in the collecting world, that kind of, those kind of things do, you know, make it quote unquote sexy for a collector, you know, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of all that. But, um, you know, Jackie was kind of the opposite. I, I almost, you know, what Jackie did, uh, both on and off the field, you know, a lot of ways were kind of like Lou Gehrig. He was kind of the, uh, uh, the, the quiet clean cut, Guy, and that's know, a great comp because Garrick is also not as lusted after amongst hobbyists. Well, and, and yeah, I mean, you look at who who is this? He was shadowed, you know, under Ruth. You know, yeah. who who had the on and off field antics and and and, and you know the the uh, the boyish uh, you know shenanigans and all that. <laughs> uh, and 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 Garrick didn't. So yeah, I think there are some parallels there, and, and maybe that's the reason. I. Mm -hmm. I I, I wish I'd, I had a better answer and, and better understanding as to why 
but you know that's kind of some of the things I see. Well, we're just spitballing here, but maybe it has something to do with the fact that Ruth and Mantle were very statistically speaking sexy, right? A lot of home runs, triple crown, da da da. Whereas Jackie was maybe a more subtle player, um, a lot of hustle hits, a lot of stolen bases, a lot of terrific fielding, and maybe that isn't as as sexy to to use the same word I used and you used uh, as it is, you know, the 714 home runs. Yeah, I think that is definitely a factor for sure. I, I think that just and that's just how it is in the collecting world. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, stats play play a, a big part of the uh, of your collectability. Well, if you have a spare hundred thousand dollars and you want to buy me a birthday present, my birthday's in September, hook a brother up. All right. So there you are, Andy, a font of cool weird factoids when it comes to old school cards you're you're our card you're our vintage card guy right and back in the uh the early tops era things were not perfect in the printing rooms at the companies right there would be boo-boos you know bad centering we see stuff like that all the time but there was this jackie card that came into our grading room at one point uh, tell me a little bit about that you, you kind of dropped a little info uh, uh, off camera but please take a deep dive into the weirdness that is the card in question <laughs> well <clears throat> excuse me well you know there are some that would say that the quality control is still still not much better than the 50s <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's just part of the process. Yeah. There's still some, some crazy errors, but yeah, no, the, uh, you know, 52 tops. It was the, uh, the, the big iconic modern set. It's the set that, that really put tops at, at the top, mm-hmm. you know, Cy Berger and Woody Gelman worked on creating this. And, and as we know the story, they literally sat at Cy's kitchen table and, uh, many decades before Photoshop, they were literally cutting and pasting and, and putting these design elements together. So they were laying these these designs out. And so, <clears throat> you know, one of the quirks with the high numbers uh, in, in 52 Tops is, you know, we know there's three cards that are double printed. Um, and what that means is, you know, you have a sheet of cards and if you don't have enough designs to fill out that sheet, then you'll take some of the existing designs and, and double them. So we know that the card 311 mickey mantle there's two versions of that card on this on the same sheet which is why we have a type one type two mm-hmm. and so you know the bobby thompson and the jackie robinson those are the other two of the three double printed cards and so you know yeah quality control was not what it was like it is today i mean th- these were uh these were just uh ball players pitchers on cardboards and, and the the point was to sell gum it wasn't right. to sell cards it was to sell gum right <clears throat> so you know they get cut off center or, or whatever who cares we don't care it's just part of the process and it keeps costs low but what's really cool is we had a 52 tops jackie robinson card uh that came in that was miscut mm. uh, as a result of this poor quality control and uh you know Look in the sports. I know. I know trading cards. Uh, you know the the Pokemon and, and Magic and things like nature. You get a card that's miscut, and it's and 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 people are you know selling their children so they can buy this <laughs> card. Right? It's just like this is the holy grail. This card is off centered. I can see another card on it. It's mortgage the house. Let's go. You know, <laughs> the sports cards. We're a little different, right? It's um you know conditions everything, and so most of the time when you have a printing error, such as a card that's miscut. Uh, a card that's missing foil, something of that nature. It's, not, it's it's more of a detriment, really. You know, there are collectors of of printing errors. Uh, I myself, I have some some in my collection. I think are cool, um, but overall, in general, a printing defect is just that. It's a defect. So you know, even being Jackie Robinson and being a fifty-two tops, 
if it's miscut, eh, it's not really that cool, honestly, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, this one was special. Uh, this one uh, is miscut, and the card that's showing uh, on the left side of, of Jackie happens to be the hand of Mickey Mantle. Woo! <laughs> So you have 90% Jackie and about 10% Mickey on one card. So <laughs> when that came in, when you saw that, uh, were you hyped? Were you excited? Were you blown away that this fell into your lap or was it just another day at the CSG grading room? Well, no, it's, it's not, we're not that jaded. It was not just another <laughs> day. So this was a very cool card. I actually, uh, knew of this card's existence, uh, prior to us getting it. And so, you know, to me again, you know, normally printing errors are, 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 you know, not that desirable, but this this one's cool. This one really, this is one of those where you stop now and go, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And there's probably not another one that exists, you know. And, you know, having been to the grading room and seeing the sheer number of cards that come in and for something to stand out like that, to catch Andy's eye, to catch everybody's eye. I'm sure everybody huddled around and checked it out. Ooh, look at this. Look at this. There's Mantle's hand. Uh, it, it's it's exciting. You know, the Jaded might be a little strong of a word, uh, but, you know, we do become a little immune to some of the charms. Yeah. And th- th- this is a very charming item. How rare is something like this where you have a miscut card with another amazing card right next to it? I mean, you know, it, 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 miscut is not rare, especially as we go further back in vintage. You know, uh, I'm a pre-war guy. So, you know, T206s and, and all T cards and E cards, you know, you find one where there's it's miscut on the back and it shows a portion of four different backs or, you know, you got a piece of in the front of another card. So you identify who it is. That's all. Re- that Those are cool. Those are cool errors. Um, you know, T206. Uh, I don't know, Bowerman or Cy Young, you know, whatever. And, and it's got a piece of the Wagner on there. Mm-hmm. It's never surfaced. Obviously, that would be way cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this is the 52 Tops Mantle we're talking about. So in, in a lot of ways, this is very similar to finding a T206 miscut that would have a portion of Wagner on mm-hmm. there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's almost that same level. It's close. Um, so, you know, miscut, not that rare. Definitely on Vintage, they, they happen. They're out there. But... You know, what What are the odds that this happens to be Jackie Robinson and happens to be the card that's next to Mantle on the sheet? So, you know, we haven't seen that happen. So I don't know what the odds would break down. That's that's for the, the math people there. But, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I'd say, you know, it's going to be very rare to get a key card as the miscut like that. I don't think we can definitively say this is a one of one that something like this doesn't exist elsewhere. But. Boy, it's got to be pretty darn close. Yeah, I mean, it, it, truly, we can't really. You never say it's a one of one because you know, as 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 I, you know, and I know for many years and seeing many original collections coming out of the woodwork that uh, that you'll be you get surprised uh, things that uh, you know for sure this yeah. is the only one. Well, then two more surface. Um, a great example is the E one hundred four Naja Caramel uh, Tenny card that we graded uh, uh, this past year. Um, for a long time, there was only one. Uh, that was known it was discovered in 2018 well since then we we just graded the third one to surface so for for several years you know for many years this card didn't exist and now from the span of 2018 to to 2022 now there's three of that card mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and that's such a rare set so the the one card to show up like that that was unknown now there's three so so yeah it it, it definitely can happen they definitely surface uh but um you know 
the odds are odds are great there's not another one of these out there and and who knows how many of those went to the bottom of the you know the east river or wherever uh, it was that yep, the, yep, yep, yep. you know it's it's very possible so so we got that so you know uh i i would say i i would be very shocked if another one did surface Andy Broom, it's always a pleasure to chop it up about vintage cards and doubly a pleasure to chop it up about uh, the great Jackie Robinson, who I know means uh, as much to you as he does to me. Yeah, thank you. Whether it's a 1986 Michael Jordan Fleer rookie card, a Tom Brady playoff contenders rookie card from 2000, or, I don't know, a Marv Throneberry card that came out of a post cereal box in 1963, and yes, that's a thing. Certified Sports Guarantee will grade your sports cards quickly and accurately. A subsidiary of Certified Collectibles Group, CSG graded over 1 million cards in its first year plus on the sports collecting scene, the fastest any grading company has hit that mark. The speedy turnaround times provided by the knowledgeable, passionate team of expert sports car graders will make your CSG experience smooth, efficient, and most importantly, fair. Regardless of the athlete, the sport, or the condition of your card, CSG will treat it with the love and respect it deserves. For more information about CSG, visit csgcards.com. That's CSG, your go-to sports card grading company. We hope you enjoyed Collect This, powered by CSG. Collect This was hosted, written, produced, engineered, and scored by Alan Goldsher. If you have any comments or questions, please email us at collectthis at csgcards.com. 